2: The most What's terrifying happening? day What's in CHCO sports history. Oh, no. Because I'm driving the Why ship. Why
3: is he on the left side?
2: I am your captain now. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. That's right. Greg Bragg, Jr. Nicholas Moriano back in studio. And our guy, Glenn Morgan from NBC Sports Chicago, joining us here once again. Had him here over the summer and wanted to bring in some quality football <laughs> minds to the conversation now that we shipped Mark Carmen off to Puerto Rico. I just got uh, back from Puerto Rico. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Really. You yeah. didn't yeah. happen Last to fly
1: uh, Spirit Airlines, did you? No. Okay. Know. American Airlines. Yeah,
2: because Mark yeah. took Spirit, which was a decision. I hope
0: that um, <laughs> he got We'll there. see him. <laughs> yeah. Back. Now, if Spirit's, <laughs> you know, considering
2: <laughs> sponsoring here, you know, we got nothing but great things to say. But it was a decision for. Yeah mark and we hope he travels safely Adams also on vacation so that means the meatball (laughs) is somehow going to run the ship but we're going to talk about some things you know we're here in the bye week so you know we're looking ahead to Sunday of some things that you know have draft implications but you know, there's a lot of different things going on here with the franchise and, and looking ahead, the fan base constantly looking towards the off season. Sure. And last night, you know, we have a few things we want to talk about off the top, but Diana Rossini brought up a report where she was talking about teams are already having conversations about Jim Harbaugh. And I did want to start there because you guys know I'm Harbaugh obsessed. <laughs> and just to even get a little tea leave – of someone speculating that the Bears have already had conversations about Jim Harbaugh intrigue me.
1: Yeah, I'll say this. I think that for the Bears, they need to keep their options open. Sure. And when you're Matt Eberflus, who's won seven games in so far two years of playing or being the head coach of the Bears, you look at what what you can possibly have if you have a, a guy like Jim Harbaugh who's won really everywhere he's gone, right? True. So I, I, it doesn't surprise me. But I wonder why, why now, like, this report comes well, out. And
2: if the report is true, yeah. mm-hmm. the thing that stands out to me then is, because the, the quote was like, they've already talked about possibly bringing him in. Well, then that confirms to me that Kevin Warren and Jim Harbaugh don't have a tumultuous relationship.
0: And I, don't, I believe that they probably still do.
2: Okay, see, because yeah. that's what wouldn't make sense to me. Why even talk about him as an option if Kevin Warren and him don't have mm. a good relationship?
0: Well, tumultuous might be a little heavy-handed, but I, definitely bristling. And Jim being—and I don't mean this disparagingly—but he's a little quirky, you know, yeah. Yeah, unique, eccentric, however you want to put it. Yeah. And Jim may also Carm's quirky. Jim's a nut job. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll go heavy-handed with it. And, and if I'm Harbaugh, you know, I don't have to leave Michigan. I might want to go somewhere where I have more control. Since True. you've gotten used to that type of control, being mm-hmm. a head coach in college, a lot of those guys tend to. Be a little, you know, control freakish mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, and on top of that, granted, we can see as fans all the reasons why he would want to be here. You know? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Played here, he's Midwest guy, all those kind of things. But Jim has said outwardly, and I think even uh, David Kappen once said how much he loves Justin Herbert. You know, he might like a Justin, just not our Justin. Mm, right. And Good point. We can clearly see that the head coach there has failed enormously. He's had way more talent. At least our head coach has had to deal with a reconstruction type kind of period. Over there in Los Angeles, with the Chargers, I mean, they blew a playoff game last year. I mean, he probably Mm -hmm. should have lost his job off of that. And you come to this season with higher expectations. Your defense is better. That was kind of a sore spot last year. Your defense is better. You have talent. You've got a wide receiver that you drafted first round to just in case somebody did get hurt. Oh, yeah, somebody got hurt, so you're not really having that much of a drop-off there. Eckler signed. There's really no reason to be under 500 or struggling near 500 right. like the charges are. So if I'm Harbaugh, do I want to come to Chicago where I might have a bristling relationship with the president, or do I want to go to L.A. where I may be appreciated more, if the weather's better? Or the I have Raiders cha- the, who would pay a lot of money? Uh, I wouldn't stay away from the rate The money is nice, but the dysfunction... Kind of, even if I'm a quirky guy, dysfunction is still something I may not want. Yeah, true, yeah. And the Chargers, they have historically been somewhat controlling in a way with with their organization. But that being said, you look at the talent there, they are ready to win yesterday. Absolutely. And correct me if I'm wrong,
2: did Jim play for the Chargers?
0: I believe he had a, 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 he a stint with them. I think I, he was with. I know he's with. I think it was Carolina. I can for a like bit.
2: envision him in a Chargers uniform. It could for be Jim McMahon if you're thinking
0: about it at one point. We we did uh, have. Uh, I, I could have sworn it and, was. And Flutie. I think. I think that's San what, Diego. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he that's, what, it. that's what Bears players two seasons, go. Yeah. You're a quarterback for the Bears. At some point, you're going to find your way out <laughs> yeah. there with the Chargers organization.
2: Yeah, it's certainly interesting. I mean, it's still a long ways to go, but at least if you know. And then the other aspect, I did see Greg Gabriel bring this up on Twitter. I thought it was a good point. Harbaugh's camp might be putting stuff out too for people um. to report to kind of get those Stokes flamed, too. So when you have reports like this, you kind of have to look at it from both ends of the spectrum. But I did think it was something to note last night. Uh, I was waiting on my Shohei Otani news, and I got Harbaugh news (laughs) instead, so I'll take it. Uh, The other aspect of where we were going to go, away from coaching, is, the thing that fans are super hyper-focused on is what the Bears are going to do this offseason with the quarterback and the draft. And we're going to talk a lot about a big-picture roster stuff Later in the show, but Dane Brugler, mm-hmm. you know, who everybody it's like, he's kind of become the Holy Bible of, of the draft <laughs> yes, yes. and his beast. And, his, you know, everybody kind of follows his lead when it comes to uh, player evaluation mm-hmm. uh, for the athletic, he put out his, his first mock draft. Okay. And he's got some interesting things there in the top 10. And I know Nick, you, you certainly, some of it piqued your interest. And obviously with the bears having right now, two top five mm-hmm. picks you know the the bears are in a good position to upgrade their roster
1: yeah yeah and so i mean just to kind of rip the bandaid off uh we'll just i mean the first the bears picks he has he has one the bears obviously getting the number 1 overall pick uh-huh. and selecting Caleb Williams obviously USC's quarterback and then number 4 he has the bears taking Joe Alt the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame and obviously there's a there's a lot of things we got to consider here I still am looking at these last five games and I'm valuing Justin Fields to see exactly mm-hmm. what you, you know, one kid, can, can he be the future of your franchise still? And obviously in this scenario that has not played out, you're going out, going with resetting the quarterback clock, getting Caleb Williams and obviously solidifying your left side. But you know, Braxton Jones been pretty, playing pretty well, you guys. And I know right. Joe Alts, a, a guy that a lot of people are thinking that generational talent and, You know, he has ties to Iowa, my alma mater. I mean, I get it. But (laughs) it's just this would if this was a scenario where Justin Fields doesn't pan out, you don't see what you want to see in the last five games. And Marvin Harrison Jr. already goes off the board for Bears fans. He's at number two to the Arizona Cardinals. So that could be a scenario that I can envision that I think Bears fans would be okay with
2: with what he's mocking right now? See, I'd go the other way. I mean, I think the fan base is mostly split right now, Glenn. I don't know how much you're feeling the pulse of Bears Twitter, and Bears Twitter is a (laughs) microcosm of what all of Bears fans are. I know people Mm -hmm. on on Bears Twitter, including myself, sometimes forget there's a much larger picture (laughs) of Bears fans that don't even know the conversations that are being had (laughs) on that cesspool of an app. But at the same time, it is how sometimes we gauge the interest. And I'd actually push back on you because, like, a lot of fans, I think, think best case scenario is not using that pick on a quarterback and not oh, using the other pick on a left tackle and filling other holes of need, you know, and, and getting luxury picks in Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe getting a luxury pick in Brock mm. Bowers, potentially as a tight end out of Georgia to pair with Cole Komet. I mean, where do you stand on, like, uh, you know, what you see here with the mock draft sure, coming out sure. and, and what you think the fans would prefer?
0: Well, part of what I do over at NBC Sports Chicago, I'm our draft analysts right (laughs) so i put a weekly one out and i tell you doing one weekly is it's difficult especially when you start at the beginning of the year because it changes so dynamically you know and it's such a mercurial thing when you do a mock draft week to week because it it depends upon how well the players college collegiately are doing Mm -hmm. what the teams are doing in terms of professionally what the coaching staff is doing what coaches are left (laughs) yeah what general managers are left injuries um, all these things are done. And then players who you really have been following all year that have maybe had some sustainability, but then they're the guys who as the year progresses, they come out of nowhere almost, mm-hmm. you know, you can look at Ron Walker he was like someone who wasn't even like top 20, you yep. know, top 32, top 40. Right. And then all of a sudden he became the one pick overall. So all that to say, to answer your question, Uh, In doing a mock draft, I actually had a couple of weeks back, I did have Caleb Williams going number one to the Bears. Not because, and this other thing too, when you do a mock draft, you have to remove yourself from it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Especially if you're doing one without trades yet, that's the other thing we have to factor in. And not just the Bears trades, but other teams and trades they're going to make. All these dynamics are going to make it so different. Free agency. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it so much different from what we see now to where it eventually will matriculate towards. But that being said, I could see Caleb Williams being here if that was the choice. If you're just sticking with with the choices, Mm -hmm. I see Caleb Williams being taken by the Bears. And for a while, there was uh, Olu Fashano for Penn State. But after watching him play, I I saw him get pushed around a little bit and not dominate. The athleticism's there, but the stoutness that you might want at left tackle, it's like I just see – a little bit better, Braxton. So Alt's a little more stout. He's a little more you know, rugged in terms of holding against power rushes. He has length enough to be able to sustain when the, pe- when the uh, speed rushers are coming. So I see Alt being there. And then Notre Dame's really good pedigree when it comes yeah. to offensive linemen, yep. and you've got local ties as well. So I can see Alt being here. And to your point, I can see the fans being okay. I, all right, I can live with that. That being said, you've got to get more bang for your buck. You've got to use that first pick. And if, you, if, well, if the first pick is, if you're going to go quarterback, I understand, but honestly, best case scenario, you trade that first pick, mm-hmm. you're going to get a boatload for it and you build around Justin. If you don't feel good about Justin after these five games, you still have another top five pick. Marvin Harrison, it's just not going to happen, folks. It's probably not going to happen. He's going to be gone by two, like you said. But hey, Roma Dunze from Washington is really, really yes, good. Yeah, he's. I mean, really, really good. And here in the Midwest, you know, we don't always pay attention to the Pac-12 or the West Coast. This year we did a little bit more so Mm -hmm. because it's such a dynamic, you know, sendoff for a conference that's going bye-bye. But there are some really good receivers in the deep receiver draft. You look at Malik Neighbors down at at LSU. Again, if you're falling further in the draft in terms of using that pick, whether it's the first pick to, to trade down or your second pick, which is the Bears pick to trade down, there are still wide receivers. And you don't need a number one right now. You yeah, you have DJ Robin. You have DJ Moore right now. You have so. DJ Moore. You need a really strong Robin. Not like little Robin, not his son, but Dick Grayson, who's like an adult. Okay, you know? yeah. I like <laughs> that. You need yeah. that guy. Uh, you need Nightwing, all right? Yep. And you, there's a lot of Nightwings in this draft. There's someone you could get, and this is going way, he'll, he'll probably fall, I think, to the mid-second round. Oh, I love it. Xavier Laguette from South Carolina. And you're talking about a guy that's a mix between A.J. Brown and Debo Samuels. I like that. And Debo <gasps> Samuels came from where? Same school, South Carolina. You look, you look at what Leggett's doing. No one's seeing it because South Carolina sucks. and They don't know what's going on mm-hmm. down there. Really good wide receiver. All right. So Marvin Harrison. Yes, I would love to have Marvin Harrison. But so much is dependent upon. And everyone keeps saying Justin. What Justin does. Justin, Justin, Justin. Even when I came on your show the first time, everyone's talking about what Justin's going to do this year. And I recall, I, think, I believe I said, and I've, I've said it several times before, this season was not just about Justin to me as much as it was about the coaching staff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the coaching staff has been wanting, okay? We've lost a defensive coordinator through HR. We've lost a running backs coach because of yeah. HR. That's like an offensive lineman. You don't want to hear their name. You know, mm-hmm. you hear them calls because something went wrong, okay? Yeah. So you're running back coach, they're talking about them. something probably went wrong. So calls into question, can Eberflus, what's his decision making? How is he able to assess not just athletically the players, but his own people and his own staff? Mm-hmm. So that's a question. Getze Don't get me started. We don't have enough time. Right. I have super issues, and not just because of Monday. I've been having issues for a substantial amount of time. But the problem becomes, even if Justin does what? I'll say this. I believe Justin, that game plan was crap. Oh, my, yeah. This past week when they played Minnesota, it was crap. It was crap the first time. It was double crap the second time because it almost seemed like it was the same crap the first time around. (laughs) So you have a quarterback who survived the coaching scheme survived some of the, what the defense was doing to him from Flores and his scheme. Yep. survived a few breakdowns. I thought the offensive line did a good job. All things Mm -hmm. considered survived himself. And uh, you know what? Everybody cannot tell you the storm that goes in in an athlete's head or person's head when you're, when there's self doubt. And you can't tell me we all saw Justin's face the first time he fumbled. My bad. That's on me. Mm -hmm. Yep. The second time he fumbled, I was like, man, don't cry on national TV. <laughs> yeah, don't, please, please don't cry. You saw it in his face. He knows what's on the line. Well, not just that. It's I'm letting my teammates down, yep. myself down. There are all those things you could crumble. Mm-hmm. And to see that he did not crumble, that he came through, he survived his coaches, survived himself, and the team won in spite of all these things. And when you look back collectively – at what he's done since he's been here, ask yourself what other person in his situation, especially the quarterbacks taking his draft class, what other individual would have been able to not just survive, but there have been times when Justin has thrived. Last year, he was carrying that team from time to time. Yep. Carrying that team. Okay. That, that's not, it's not no small, it's no small task. Okay. This year, I think he's been handcuffed. He said it, coaching. he Didn't want to say it. Right. But he said it. And you could say it hurts saying it, because he, he, he doesn't want to disparage anyone. There have been plenty of times he could throw his teammates under the ground. Un, not, not below, under. I mean, way under, like Australia under. Right. Hasn't done it. Okay? He's accountable. There's leadership. He's got that dog mentality. Mm-hmm. He's athletically a marvel. He is a winner. Yeah, people, he's a winner. Oh, his record here. Shane McCoy, don't get me started on him. I'm oh, Yeah, best, yeah, best yeah, one. No, no. And that whole... Clown group there, and I said it, and I'll say it again. But don't talk about his record as much because that's more than that—not just him. That's a
1: team thing, though. That's why, like, I'm seeing in the comments already. Like, he's seven twenty-six, whatever may be. Like, is that all on Justin? Is that all on Justin that the the Bears have only won seven
2: games? And I think the record, when you talk about Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields, it's a bit disingenuous. Last year, they ripped the team down to the studs. They were actively in a, in a yes. full rebuild yes. and trying to tank to end the year, at least the last handful of games. I mean, they competed, but then those final two games, they they were tanking. And so to me, especially from my standpoint as somebody who was vehemently rooting against the Bears last year to win <laughs> games after Justin got hurt, I'm not going to then then throw that in their faces that they didn't win those games when I wanted them to lose those games. Now this year, I think it's fair to... to Put everything on their shoulders, and as far as what you're assessing, including the wins for the coaching and for the quarterback, whether you think it's fair or not. To me, it's 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 in bounds to have that part of discussion because they were supposed to be competitive this year. They should be six and six right now, I agree. and they'd be the mm-hmm. seventh seed in the playoffs. And Adam Hogue and Mark Harmon like raise your expectations. Of course, we all want them to win a Super Bowl, but they they should have had more improvement to this point with the amount of additions they've made to the roster than they have and they're two the, the two wins that stare you in the face you can talk about all the other games green bay tampa bay and other minnesota yeah, I well kansas city i can understand losing but green bay tampa bay minnesota winnable games but i'll throw those to the side the denver and detroit games are inexcusable mm-hmm. and had you just won those like you should have 99 percent chance of winning in the fourth quarter and you lose it <laughs> you'd be the seventh seed in the playoffs and i think the rhetoric from most fans would be different and the perception would be different yeah we want better but at the same time just steady improvement was all we were asking Mm -hmm. for and we haven't gotten it to this point
0: well I'm sorry go ahead
1: uh, I I just I mean the the coaching too has just been so inconsistent this season that when you look at some again look at Detroit how I mean that game the the Bears dominated they dominated (laughs) for 56 minutes and then you get to this almost conservative take the ball out of Justin Fields hands even though he put you (laughs) in the position that you were in so it's like those are also external factors that I feel like a lot of people just don't even put into the conversation when you when you're just talking about Justin Fields like his coaches need to put him in these positions and sometimes they they just don't and I don't know if that's just not I don't think it's honestly that they don't trust him it's just That's on them to prove to, you know, the organization, to the fan base that they
0: can execute when, you know, their time is called. Let me ask you a question and both you guys. Again, coaching staff putting position to win and we keep focusing on Justin. He is not the only person on the team. You've got to put other players in positions to win, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've got to develop your other players, too. That's why I said coming into the season, it wasn't just about Justin, much as about this coaching staff. And to your point, I get it. There were more expectations because of the roster overhaul that we saw. But you just overhaul. So what does that mean? You've got a whole new group of people right. that you've got to get acclimated to. That has to acclimate to you. And that's if everything works, if everyone's healthy. We didn't have that at no. the beginning of the nope. year. Nope. The offensive line had zero continuity. Yep. Zero. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. The secondary was shredded with injuries. Secondary yeah. kept getting injured each week. Yep. So so even when I build on something, it's not sustainable because the guy I just built it around, he's gone. Now I'm down to the third string guy. Who's doing pretty good, but he's a third string guy. Oh, wait, he's hurt too. Right. Wait, I got somebody coming back. Oh, great, he's back. Oh, no, I lost him in the game. And so you had those injuries in and out of the game as well and I, these sound like excuses, and, and I'm not making them to be excuses. They're context. There's context clues, and the national media can, they can eschew all that. They can just say, hey, you're not, you're not being successful, and you need to restart, and it's easy to say that. Yeah. No, it's much more layered than that, and we here in Chicago, I think it's lazy reporting when people don't put into context clues. I think it's lazy analysis if you don't factor in all these things because these things do make a difference and they make a difference going forward because guess who has to factor all those things in
2: Ryan Mm -hmm. (laughs) Poles
0: exactly yep so he's not saying a whole bunch because he's like it's way too much yep now, granted, when he gave Eberflus that kind of like, you know, vote of confidence, I kind of felt like it was a Godfather moment. And like, you know, Carlo <laughs> got in the car and they told me, hey, let's take these tickets. No problem. Forget about everything, Everything's yeah. fine. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Don't let him sit behind you. He's like, you know? make
2: sure you're not walking on the plastic. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So the other aspect, too. So the point that I've been trying to make is I'm really rooting for that number one pick. So Ryan Poles can hold all the cards mm-hmm. because then I think they're in a good spot to not mess it up. Uh, you year either trading back and getting a lot of picks, which worked out great for the Bears this year. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have had CJ Stroud, but they got Darnell Wright, DJ Moore, a future first round pick, a future second round pick. I'll take that. Yeah. As much as it's like revisionist history, wow, we, maybe we should have drafted CJ Stroud. I'm not there. This year, I think it's the same thing. You have the number one pick, potentially a trade back, which would be an even bigger haul than you got last year. Mm-hmm. It's only standing to help your organization. You can get Marvin Harrison Jr. as a luxury luxury pick. I certainly won't complain about that if they, no. they go up to the podium and announce <laughs> that. Or you take Caleb Williams, and you're now putting all your chips in on a, a draft prospect that has intrigue. Is it going to work out? We won't know we won't until know. he gets here. But it still will be intriguing. That, to me, is the, the biggest risk of them all because is he going to be great or not? You'd need that to happen if you're going to make that decision. But that at least Ryan Pulse has that dis- decision is disparity. The one thing that stood out to me with this Dame Brugler top 10 was that Jaden Daniels, and I'm interested to hear mm-hmm. uh, from you, Glenn, on this. He's got Jaden Daniels jumping into the top 10. You say somebody surprises every year. Yeah. He's got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking him at seven. Right now the Bears are picking at four. But we don't really know where they're going to sit in the draft sure. because we don't know how mm-hmm. many games. I can see them losing the rest of their games. I can see them winning three of five to end the year. I, I honestly have no idea what this team week to week, especially when <laughs> Justin is playing because sure. you just never know. You never know. And yeah. so I like that he's got a quarterback like this jumping in there because I'm always in the trade back, mm-hmm. uh, you know, market. I'm always looking at adding more future draft equity. I love that approach to yes. building your franchise. Yes. Do you buy Jaden Daniels jumping into the top 10? And and if that's the case, like that opens up more opportunities for teams that are hungry to trade up be, to yeah. come to that bear
0: spot. I buy it in the sense of that's how the NFL is. I buy it in the mm. sense of why not? And quarterbacks tend to sin. I buy Anthony the, Richardson. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I buy it in the sense that he, unlike Anthony Richardson, has a lot more games he's played underneath his belt. True. Okay? Yeah, I like it. Because in some degree, you know, um, uh, remind me of the coach. I'm sorry, LSU, Notre Dame. BK coach. Brian yeah, Brian Kelly, 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 Kelly thank okay. you. Uh, Kelly has done a serviceable, if not good, job in players coming through his program and doing well in the pros. Mm-hmm. And LSU is a factory, like most other SEC schools. I buy that he is a legitimate dual threat. So I, I get it. I get the, the up and intrigue. Not, yeah. Right. Do I want him? No. I don't think he's any better than Justin. Right. Mm-hmm. No. I think he's he's a lot. He's not he's not Bryce Young in terms of he's you know smallish of frame or what have you, but he's very slight. He's mm-hmm. kinda like Randall Cunningham when Randall Cunningham came out on UNLV. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of has that type of But ability. can he punt? <laughs> I don't think he can punt. Good, good point, Lawrence. I don't think he can punt like Lawrence. But I don't know. We'll find out. But I, I think he has that type of ability. So yeah, I, I buy it. And I buy that it helps the Bears out in terms of, you know, being able to trade back and teams moving up and it gives you more. Ability to get more because people become excited about what they may need
2: now for any of your mock drafts You've done up to this point yeah. has any of them had the Bears
0: drafting Drake May
2: because we always talk about Caleb Williams No,
0: Drake always seems to fall right between two and four with the ones that I've done mm. uh, At one point. I haven't going to the Giants um, um, I think right now New, oh, sitting New England sitting at three. Thank you. i have haven't going to, to New England I did have Brock Bowers jumping. I think my recent mock draft, I've got us taking Caleb Williams, which I don't want us to do, but I understand it's not about me. It's about, you know, what the draft and yeah, what may what happen. Yeah, what polls
2: will do. Right, mm-hmm, and I've
0: right. got Brock Bowers going at, uh, to the Bears. I, think, I believe I have Brock Bowers going, if not last week, this week. It's not this week, then last week. Because I like, I mean, I, look, Man. outside of Marvin Harrison, Brock Bowers is probably the most impactful non-quarterback offensive weapon in, the, in this draft coming out. And I think he's better than Pitts. And I thought Kyle Pitts was really significant Mm -hmm. coming out. Brock Bowers is, I'm showing my age here, but he's a little Mark Bavaro in him in terms of that tenacity. But he is. Nick has no idea what you're talking (laughs) about. (laughs) Sorry. 1986 Giants. 89.
3: on, Yeah, I was going to say number 89 on the
0: Giants. 1986 Giants. But he, basically he can block. Okay. He's got that. You know nastiness to block. He has the speed to stretch the seams. He is run after the catch is phenomenal. He's a strong runner after the catch. He's a dynamic player. He's a chess piece. You can utilize him wherever you want.
1: Twelve personnel with Cole Komet. Yeah,
0: exactly. It it would be phenomenal. And you can, like I said, enough receivers. You can get a receiver in the third round Mm -hmm. who can be a night wing and come. And I saw the
2: the stat that said that Cole Komet is the only receiver with over sixty catches without a A drop drop this year. So shout out to our guy Cole Komet. We did have a super chat uh here regarding Caleb Williams then we'll take a break um SPR $5 super chat Caleb Williams floor might be what Justin is now as a quarterback so it's really a 23 million dollar Justin plus uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. or Caleb and free agent money and reset clock decision yeah it's you know it's a layered discussion Mm -hmm. um and we're getting closer to having a, a, a clear vision on what it's going to look like that decision is going to entail for Ryan Poles because it's been a lot of hypothetical leading up to this point, yeah, which yeah. I'll get into the weeds of the hypotheticals, but it be, it can become somewhat of a nauseating discussion oh, because absolutely. it just goes round and round and round. So we're getting closer, and I'm certainly excited to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I was more excited about breaking down the chances of the Bears making the playoffs. We just aren't there yet, unfortunately. Can I think um, something? Yes, sir. We haven't talked about.
0: Because we keep talking about the quarterback situation, and I get it. It, it moves the needle. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the roster. I understand that, too, because we do still need help. The Bears, there's depth, quality that we need to improve upon. Mm-hmm. Get all that. The snake in the grass, to me, and I'm not saying he's a snake, but the snake in the grass, the thing in the weeds here is, I don't care who the hell we get. If you do not have an offensive coordinator, mm. it doesn't matter. The coordinator can make or break a lot of your situation when it comes to how good you can or cannot be. Patrick Mahomes is wonderful and as future much of a future Hall of Famer than he is. If he came here, is he Patrick Mahomes? Probably that we know, not. No. Tua 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 was persona non grata okay coaches couldn't get rid of him quick enough the owner was doing everything illegal under the sun to try and get Brady or Deshaun Watson (laughs) whoever you get a person who knows what the hell he's doing comes there all sudden Tua is a perennial playoff caliber MVP type kind of player Josh Allen struggled initially on the trying to figure out what to do with them Brian Dable says, this is what we do with him, has success. Yep. They're 13 seconds away from going to AFC championship game or whatever. You know, or Was it a championship? Yeah, AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. All right. He's been living off that for a while. Dable leaves because they head coaching job. And all of a sudden, Josh Allen starts to trend downwards. He's made right. a lot of mistakes. He's not held accountable, blah, 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 to the point that this year, they said, you know what? No more. You got to go offensive coordinator. And they bring in the guy who actually was offensive coordinator for Burrow when he was at LSU. All right. Mm-hmm. And now, the last two weeks, he's looking more like the Josh Allen we knew. Yep. Right? Even my fantasy numbers say that. But he's starting to look more <laughs> like the Josh Allen we knew. Coordinator makes a difference. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was on a Hall of Fame track. Okay? <laughs> Let Russ cook when he's in Seattle, right? Russ cooks his way out to, to Denver, right? Offensive coordinator, new, no, offensive coordin- new head coach, I say. He was offensive coordinator, comes in there, and it's one of the worst seasons ever. Everyone's like, Russ sucks. He's horrible. He's garbage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you couldn't say enough disparaging things about him. You get somebody in there who holds him accountable, knows what the hell he's doing, and they look like a team that is headed to the playoffs. Coordinator makes a difference, man. Yep. It can make you, and offensively and defensively. So Caleb Williams, I understand the talent. Is there anything that he does that Justin literally can't do? No. Justin can throw off platform. Mm -hmm. Caleb is not that much more accurate. It's college folks, so the accuracy is a lot different. For sure. Caleb, Hmm, what does he do that Justin does a lot? Caleb holds on to the ball a lot because he's playing a lot of hero balls. You know, yeah.
3: Okay. Yep.
0: What has he won besides the Heisman Trophy? And again, I know it's a team sport, mm-hmm. but it's not like he right. has, he's been at Oklahoma. It's not like he's been at crap schools, okay? He's been at Oklahoma. At he's USC. at USC. Yep. He couldn't even beat Utah. Had a couple of cracks at it. Couldn't beat Utah. Okay? I know it's yep. the defense. I get all that, but my point is, what is he doing that's so much more dynamic than what you already know, the devil that you know in Justin? There's so many things that Justin does well and the several things that he does that needs help are coachable. Holding on to the ball, getting rid of the ball, that's coachable. Yep. Ball security. All right, young man, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Stop doing this. Stop trying to play hero ball. Protect the ball, especially in the fourth quarter. Bad track. And most of his turnovers aren't interceptions as much as it's been the fumbles. Yeah. So that's something that's correctable. Tiki Barber, got correctable, all right? What else does Justin do that, you know, seeing things a little bit better, that's correctable. And with the talent, we saw we saw up we saw an improvement once DJ got here. Absolutely. Okay? And I will say this about Justin, I'll get off my soapbox here in this, in this regard. I believe Justin, and this is my opinion, you know, no one asked, but I'm sharing it. He suffers from, I call gridiron PTSD, okay? You look at what he had to do with his rookie year and into last year, things he had to do to, to, to survive. And what ended up happening was he lost trust. Some little bit, I don't think the confidence in himself, but trust. I don't trust what the coaching staff is calling. I don't trust my line to block for me. This is last year. I don't trust my line to block for me. I don't trust my receivers to get open because they're not un- unraveling quick enough. And when I do get them the ball, they're dropping the ball. I don't trust my defense to hold a lead because we got the lead. That should have been my last drive to win the game, but then the defense gave it right back. Yep. I, trust.
2: Well, and you saw that on the final mm-hmm. play of the game to DJ Moore. He trusted it. Yes. He runs the dig. There it there is, he is. Yes. and he he lets it rip. Yes. And if and I, and I think that the the word that Ryan Pauls and Matty said when Justin came back was, "We need to see consistency." Yes, mm-hmm. and so if he can break out of that and and get the consistency yes. to just let it rip,
0: then you've got yourself maybe a decision that Ryan Pauls can keep him. Yes, but yeah. consistency, and I keep we keep deviating and keep saying Justin. I'm not saying not. I'm not. I'm not saying don't hold him accountable. Right. The weed in the grass is that coordinator, man, dude. Mm-hmm. Call. Oh, yeah. The, the you coaches need me? just
2: as much <laughs> consistency yes. here no, no. as uh, the quarterback. Let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll uh, we'll get to some more topics we want to talk about with the future here of the Chicago Bears. Because I know all of us here as fans are are just hyper obsessed with, and that's why we're yeah. we're really getting into it, the weeds on this because. We all just want these answers and and want the Bears to be successful. So uh, I know where you can be successful, Lawrence, is if you go hit up Empire. Yeah, of course. You can hit up Empire. That's my transition for you today. I know you love my transition. so necessary. Uh, Yes, and if you go to EmpireToday.com slash CHGO. You get $350 off. With Empire Today, you get shop-at-home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low-price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring, so of course they have copycats, but Empire can't be beaten on quality service speed, so competitors advertise low quality products that Empire simply won't carry Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection Uh, Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out is their selection is as, is as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively Combs through exhaustive like I was at Midtown yesterday. (laughs) Combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles. Uh, They have a virtual floor designer, a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your new room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire Today. Does So this is their expertise. They live and breathe flooring. So you can be confident you're getting honest, upfront advice. They pride themselves on their convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors look like in their homes, lighting and decor so they can make a more informed decision Uh, service. Uh, on the warranties, if an issue arises, just call Empire. They service all warranties themselves. You won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Uh, restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com/CHGO for details.
3: Great now, job, wait, there, does, Greg. Does Glenn know the? He knows the. He, you know the the jingle, right? The number, the phone number. I'm old enough. Yeah. 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 Five
1: eight eight five eight eight two two three hundred empire. empire today. Okay, <laughs> great Great have you guys. Great job. I have to tell everybody about Varsity Coolers. This thing is awesome. If you need the perfect bag for game day, well, Varsity Coolers will have you set game day and beyond with the best portable cooler. And weekend duffel bag around. Look at this unique design, you guys. You have the team colors on the exterior here. The bottom, oh, look at that. There's an awesome map there. You have banner landmarks, the lining food scene. I mean, I was telling Greg, actually, when I got in the studio that I'm actually going to take this bag when the I leave here. Kids don't even remember
2: with the map.
1: Kids don't even remember when. That's how we used to figure out how to get around
2: places. We didn't have GPS. We had to yeah. look at maps like yeah. this. Yeah, and yeah. that's Nick. how we found our way <laughs> yeah, to different Nick. places.
1: Yeah, uh, that's why we have a. Uh, Nick don't remember those days. <laughs> no, thank goodness. But uh, look, it
0: he doubles didn't have as a cooler map
1: in the back pouch of his car in the
2: passenger seat.
0: A little yeah. book that tells you what hundred the, a block is. Yeah, like, yeah. is eight hundred. Uh-huh.
1: These kids don't well, know.
2: Right. Yeah. So they know about varsity cooler. Yeah. So we're
1: in the future now, and you get one of these in the future, and it doubles as a cooler. Waterproof and double insulated and a truffle, uh, travel duffel fits in a golf court or as a carry on luggage. You would be the coolest person carrying one of these for your carry on luggage. And it's a perfect Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday gift. 21 teams are represented, and you obviously see your bears are right here. So they're perfect for any football fan in your life. Built to show up in style to a party or repping around the town. And like how I would use it, as a gym bag. You can wipe down the inside and look stylish at the gym. You can head over to varsitycoolers.us and use code CHGO at checkout for 10% off your order. That's right. Um, Dig through a couple Super Chats here. Big
2: Cram, 1999 Super Chat. In my honest opinion, once the Bears had more talent, Fields' play will naturally elevate to probably a top 10 to 15 range. Now you can win... With, now you can win with that but the question is do you believe that Caleb or Drake can be that or better and that's certainly the question that Ryan Poles is going to have to ask himself he also throws in a 999 super chat also it may not seem like much but what from what It seems like the locker room will be shattered if they move on from Justin. You don't want that animosity on a rookie. I mean, it certainly would be a lot of pressure on Caleb Williams if he were to be the one drafted taking the place of somebody that is well-revered by the players and uh, the fan base. There's no question about that, but at the end of the day, I think players also understand it's a business Mm -hmm. too, Uh, so there's, there's a line there, but results is what matters to fans, but results is also what matters to the players because at the end of the day the results help money get in their pockets too Mm -hmm. uh so you need good results if you're going to make big decisions and that's what we're hoping for and that's that's where we wanted to go with the the next segment here on the show and that is you know who do we have the most faith in between ryan poles maddie refluce justin fields and the roster you know it's a bit of a layered discussion so i'll let you guys take it wherever you will and i'll start with you nick you know because we want to kind of talk about it from a fan's perspective or a front office perspective and a media perspective because sometimes i think when we talk about these things Things like Glenn was saying, like he tries to separate himself from the mm-hmm. when he's doing his draft evaluation and what he thinks his mock draft is to look like. And so sometimes it's hard to separate what we think Ryan Poles would do, what we would do, and what the media thinks they're going to do. So I, I'll let you kind of take where you want to go with it. But essentially, like, who do you have the most faith in or which way you want to look at it from a perspective standpoint.
1: Let's take it from the fans' perspective to start off here. I can already put Maddie Refluse at the bottom <laughs> of that one. Let's let's be completely honest. He's won seven games so far. And out of the, you know, the list that we gave there with Justin Fields, the roster, Ryan Poles, and him, he would probably be the guy that you have the least faith in right now. Um, then it gets really interesting for me because I think like you were mentioning earlier, Greg, this roster is it's got a lot more talent than it did a, a year ago. And it's just, I don't think it's being maximized to its capabilities. And that's why we, we see the four and eight records. So I can make an argument for all Ryan Poles, Justin Fields and the roster really to be that top spot for me. I still, like I said earlier, I want to see what Justin Fields can do in these final five games. Cause I think that he is not a finished product at 24 years old. There's no way he is And to if you were to keep him and put that talent around him, trade that number one overall pick, I think you're going to see the results that are ultimately going to lead to more wins, which fans are, are wanting. If,
2: if we're looking at it from a political you know, reference, if we're talking about approval rating, to me, I think Ryan Poles' approval rating is <laughs> higher than because they all have yeah. warts. We can dig through the flaws of the coaching staff or Justin Fields or the roster, but it, and even Ryan Poles has made his bad decisions with Chase Claypool and and uh, Bayless Jones are probably – yeah, yeah. So I tend to brush those aside because I like where he's put us in a money standpoint with free agency, back-to-back years. They're going to have big money. I like where he's setting us up for the future with the way he's traded back. I totally signed off on that. I don't play revisionist history when it comes to CJ Stroud. So I would say – and I don't know how you feel about this, Glenn – I feel like Ryan Poles' approval rating is higher than the other ones from a fan's perspective.
0: Yeah, I would mm-hmm. agree. From a fan's perspective, right now, Montez Sweat is what bumped it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that yeah. helped That helped make
2: up for the last year's trade deadline. Right, because <laughs> right.
0: before then it was like, ugh. Because even remember when Montez, when we acquired him, it was like, oh, here we go again. Right, mm-hmm. right. He just lost another second-round yeah. pick, blah, blah, blah. Just give it a moment. Give it a beat. Let's see what happens. Well, and, and he it.
2: took some heat with the Jalen Johnson stuff at the trade deadline. Right. But now Jalen's had some drop. Pick sixes, <laughs> and so now fans are like, "Oh, well, maybe Polls is is doing it correct as far as the negotiation dance with even Jalen."
0: Yeah, no doubt, and and again, there's still leverage that the Bears have and that Polls has when it come when it came to Jalen Johnson. When it comes to Jalen Johnson, so I think fans, astute fans, are aware of that as well. There's still a franchise tag, you know, and mm-hmm. then Johnson's like, "Okay, yes, you're good, but you're not Jalen Ramsey, you know, you're not in that stratosphere at this point. You, nothing's shown that you're there yet." Um, so, but to your point, back to it, I think from a fan's perspective, yeah, I think Ryan Poles, the Montez Sweat thing, bumped up his, his approval rating. He so looks great. Good. Yeah, he yeah. looks really good going forward. And, you know, it's hard to hold Stroud against him because, as you said, if you if you do play revisionist history, it wasn't everyone wasn't sold on Stroud. It was a split, you know, and I don't know if it was a 60-40, 50-50, 70-30. And to your
2: point about the Mahomes thing, if C.J. Stroud was on the Bears, I don't he be right C. C. now, yeah. I don't think the national perception of C.J. Oh. Stroud would be what it is right now with Houston. That's not to sell C.J. Stroud's no, talent short. It's just trying it's to, to, to sell, put it sell Luke pro-
3: Getze's talent short is yes. what it is. Yeah, we love Thank
2: throwing you. Luke Getze under the bus. Thank That's you. I'm Please. completely yes. fine with that. Yes. I fired him twice this year <laughs> okay. already. Thank you.
0: I fired I him week that. two
2: and week four. <laughs>
0: all right, Very good. There'll be in the
2: Detroit game, I think I fired everybody. Because okay. as I was
0: watching Monday night's game, I was like, he deserves a long, slow walk home from Minnesota. Don't him back on the bus or the train. It was cold that I was night like too. Cold. Yeah. It was so, so <laughs> it was cold. Very cold. Um, I, I would say, from a media person's perspective, and then, you know, let's say that we're kind of doing that to, on, on this platform, so to speak. Um, who would I put my, my faith in? I, it's it's
1: a it's a tough it's one. A tough one. <sighs> I still Maddie Rufflus at the bottom. Yes,
0: still not. <laughs>
2: Even <laughs> with the defensive turnaround, because well, I've been impressed my, with it as a, as a head, head coach.
0: coach yeah. No, as a defensive coordinator, I think he's proven he's one of the top five probably in the league. You know, arguably top five, easily top 10. You know, defensive coordinators tend to become grizzled, they stay around a lot longer. Offensive coordinators, once you're old as an offensive coordinator, somehow you don't really see those guys resurfacing as often. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to be a young man's game when it comes to offensive yeah. coordinating. Defensive coordinators can be grizzled, you know, and look like at Vic Fangio. Vic you know, Fangio. Yeah. I mean, Todd Bowles has been around mm-hmm. for a while. Lot Ryan Flores is going to be here for like the next 20 years. I don't know if he'll be into the head of coaching job, but he'll be a defensive coordinator. Uh, what's the guy that got Bounty Gate? Um, Greg Williams. Greg Williams is around mm-hmm. for a long time. Yep. Several different teams. So anyway, not to digress much further, but when it comes from a media perspective, I, I almost want to say I, I'm, I'm putting faith, and maybe it's uh, being a bit, Overly optimistic, but I, I kind of putting it in this this roster because I'm, I'm looking past I, I, And part of that, the roster. Keep in mind, that means that's Poles is doing this job. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm looking at this roster and I'm like, you know what? I'm seeing them galvanize as a team, especially on defense, you know, and offensive you, line, offensive line you know? on offensive line. The running back room, you know, the way these receivers, you know, play deference to DJ Moore. Uh, Cole Komet coming to his zone being one of the guys you have here all the time you 're becoming a personality and i 'm looking at this roster and how you said earlier and that the one super chat fan had mentioned how much of an effect Justin has on the team, but the support that he gets and you look at you know Justin Beigeman that that whole dynamic there when Beigeman was playing Justin was right there and Bajant mm-hmm. was like hey I couldn't have done this without Justin yep you know and you saw when that game winning drive you saw the Bajan. fans tried to create division, division. Right. the media yeah, yeah.
2: Right. created division mark carman created division
0: <laughs> but but, not the but team. Justin
2: not the team, and Tyson right. weren't doing right. that right so so I as
0: as a media person I'm really seeing this team become a team mm-hmm. and and that means something so that means that sometimes a team can win despite the coaching staff yep. team can win despite what a GM may be trying to influence. You know, are we trying to influence losses coach. We saw that last year with the reason why we had the first pick, mm-hmm. you know, what, what did Houston do? They won that game that they weren't supposed to win. You know, that was a team thing saying, mm-hmm. you know what? Screw that. No, no. Defiantly. We're going to, this is who we are. Don't tell, you know, it's kind of like that movie, um, Major League, you know, okay, yeah, <laughs> where the yeah. team won despite <laughs> right, you know, right. the, the organization. So as a media person, I'm looking at this team develop and I'm like, you know what? I have faith going forward in this team. I, I'm really do because these guys are playing for one another. It's not just lip service. Mm-hmm. OK, and you're seeing it enact act and be acted out on, on the field. So as yep. a media person, I actually lean, it's, it's you know, a little bit over polls. But I, as a media person, I put faith in this roster.
2: Well, when you talk about Major League, I always go to the quote with the Bears this year. That's like, all right, guys, we won one game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and if we win two games, that's called a winning, that's a winning streak. It has happened before, and all the players are like, "Yes, yeah. we, can do, we this. can do this." That's what I'm hoping for here uh, against Detroit at home after the bye week. But when you talk about the team starting to come together and the roster, the belief in the roster, you see the improvement from Javon Dexter here lately. Mm-hmm. Even Zach Pickens has had some flashes. Uh, Montez Sweat, obviously l- filling in nicely with this team. Terrell I liked, Smith. yeah, Terrell I like, yeah, yeah, Terrell Smith coming in and placing. Tyreek Stevenson Tyreek Stevenson you know had the drop pick six the the drop pick the next week he owns that the next week he gets the interception Jalen Johnson's all over the field on Monday night the offensive line's coming together T.J.
1: Edwards is balling out he's your best linebacker and Tremaine Edmonds got paid so
2: that's my point is we do got to give the coaches credit mm -hmm. here Nick in regards to these players starting to improve too right so I don't know how this season's going to end, but if they continue on this trajectory, they let's say they win, ah, man, it's like somewhere between two, two and three. out of the five yeah. or three out of the five. And then they end the season with what? Seven or eight wins? What are they at right now? Four. They have, four. They have four.
0: So you're saying six or so seven six wins. So six
2: or seven wins. Is is that is double a, the wins is, they
0: had last year. Is double? that yeah. enough
2: when you also consider the meltdowns against Denver and Detroit, mm-hmm. which you could... Look from an optimistic side and go, well, you could do the Wanstead thing. I love Wani. I'll I'll respect Wani. but, But if we had just won those two games, you know, so do you have any semblance of faith in the coaching staff for the shown improvements of the roster and then
1: finishing the season on a strong note? Well, I think it would be telling from, you know, it's not how you start, how you finish the season. And especially with how it was going and, you know, just a roller coaster direction. But I really need to see what they do offensively. Like defensively, I really am, am right. pleased with what Matt Eberflus is doing, how they're utilizing some of the young talent. You saw in the game against Minnesota, they had Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker blitz off the edge. I'm like, that's what you need to be doing with this young that's talent there. So I, I I think it really comes down to, Greg, you do end up six or seven wins how is the offense really looking in those six? In, in those wins, those losses, you still have uh, some divisional opponents with Green Bay and obviously Detroit still left. So it's really going to all depend on that for me. Like, is the offense showing steady improvement that you can feel confident going with this group moving forward? Because defensively, they just need to honestly keep doing what they're doing. They're creating turnovers again. They're, they're starting to get after the quarterback a little bit more. You're seeing the talent, the linebacker position kind of flourish right now because I think the defensive line is playing better. So and he's it's, doing this without a defensive coordinator, too. It's right? true. He yeah, took,
2: it, took on the head, you know, he's he is a defensive. I understand that, but yeah. when we had Nagy. The whole thing was like, we need a CEO and let the assistants do That's their job. Because
0: he couldn't coach us Exactly. <laughs> I understand. Trust
2: me. I understand. And I prefer an offensive coach being the overall coach of the team. I like that look for a franchise more than more than not. But at the same time, losing, it doesn't help to lose that big of a member sure. of mm-hmm. your coaching staff. So he took that on and improved the defense where the team itself has also played 500 ball from that point. And when you go back to that moment, they couldn't have been in a worse spot after no. the first four games. I mean, getting no. embarrassed against Kansas City, right. getting embarrassed at home against Green right. Bay to start the year. Chase Claypool saga was an embarrassment. Right. The Alan Williams Williams situation, right. bizarre and embarrassing the way – Matt Eberflus and and the 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 team handled it through the media. There's a lot of and then after all of that, they blow a twenty eight to three lead to Denver to right. top it all off, which right. yeah. is exactly when I fired everyone into the sun. <laughs> and it's but the yet sun. they somehow survived. They beat uh, the Commanders the night Dick Buck has died, and things you know have kind of held serve since. Like they've just kept their their head at the level of water. I, they're still taking on a lot of water. There's no question about it. So it's like, I don't know for me. Yeah. I am bracing myself. Cause I I've said it a million times in the show and I'm sure I'll say it a million more times. I, I do want Jim Harbaugh as the coach of this team. I don't care how crazy he is. I'm crazy. They hired me here. So I have no problem if the bears hire a crazy person, they need a little crazy over there. Um, so I, that's what I want. But what, when you separate what I want from sure. what I think, I think there is a very good chance now that Matt Refluse returns and it would be even more I'd feel even strongly about them even more strong had they beaten Detroit like they should have. Right. Uh, so I don't know where this is trending. This Detroit game is going to be very telling. It's mm-hmm. at home, should be cold. It's been freezing the last few days. It's a little nicer today. Detroit coming it's to be Chicago. 50
3: today. Settle down. What? It's going to be 50 today. Right. That's so great. it's
2: nicer today. Nice. I'm not but it was freezing the last two days. <laughs> so if it's like that when Detroit has to play here in Chicago, I mean, that's an advantage for the Bears. They did seem to have their number for three and a half quarters in Detroit. So, yeah, I think that's a very telling game. The Minnesota game, being on the primetime stage, to not blow that, you know, as ugly as that game was, to not blow it at the end was a big moment, I think, for everybody, Justin mm-hmm. and the coaching staff sure. included. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it all breaks down when it comes to the who we have faith in across the board, I think you see signs of life with everybody, but they still have a lot to prove, <laughs> uh, you know, and you've mm-hmm. only got five games to do it. I I, I just, it's, it's just as many questions as maybe you have some answers with some of the roster. You can become extremely
0: apoplectic about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And well, I'm keeping an open mind, you know? Well, no doubt, but, you know, and, and to your point, I'm listening to you and I'm like, everything that you're saying and what we're talking about, Goes back. Not that anyone cares about my tenants, but my tenants are to to uh, be successful in the NFL. You need consistency and continuity. Yep. If we go the Caleb Williams route, your continuity is, is disrupted once again. Mm-hmm. So, because because if you get Caleb Williams, you're going to have to get a whole new coaching staff. Yep, you, exactly. you're going to have. That's what to. you're saying. Have to. If you keep Justin, because of what Eberflus has been doing. You can keep Iberflus, you just need a new offensive coordinator. Easier said than done, but what did we just see Pittsburgh do? Got True. rid of their co- offensive coordinator, and yep. he looked, oh my God, 400 yards. They hadn't done that in like, I don't know what, since like the last president was in office or whatever. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> you know? really hoping the Panthers don't pull that crap on me this Sunday. <laughs> so see. And, and we, we've seen that happen. What happened when Lamar Jackson was a rookie? They got rid of offensive coordinator, yep. flipped yep. it around. All of a sudden, they made a push and made the playoffs. I'm not saying we're going to make the playoffs, but I'm saying you can make in-season adjustments. Why is it so crazy to make an off-season adjustment yeah. at the offensive coordinator position?
1: One it has time. been done.
0: What did Buffalo Bills just do? Exactly. Now, they lost that game against Philadelphia, but that wasn't on offense.
1: No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> it was on the offense, <laughs> yeah.
0: okay? That game should have been won. So, I'm just saying, now, who is that offensive coordinator? If 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 – if we're going to maintain some kind of continuity that we're building and be consistent with that, some changes have to be made. But you want to keep that kind of camaraderie you have with the team growing together as a team. And to your point, all the losses we have, because this is the second time we let Detroit off the hook. We let them off the hook last year, too. Yeah. Should have had that yep. game. 31-30. Yep. You know. So the Denver game, horrible loss. The Minnesota game could have been – It was a bad game on TV aesthetically anyway. It would have looked a lot worse (laughs) if we lost that. But what what happened? We learned how, by we, I mean the Bears, learned how to win. This organization, this iteration of this team, coaching staff, has to learn how to win. They sort of, I won't say finally, but they sort of kind of did that. Yep. So maybe now, in learning how to win, they can grow from that. Right. And we that, saw that with the Lions mm-hmm. last year.
2: Right. And yeah. that's what I was saying after the game. Beggars can't be choosers. You said they had to learn to win. They win. Like, well, no, not like that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You, they, <laughs> they learned won. how to win. Maybe the other part of the games looked ugly. But the main thing that everybody's been focused on, even dating back to last year, they did. And you got to give them credit. And I don't care that Josh Dobbs was the backup. I thought defensively they played really well. Uh, we're going to get into the last segment and get to some super chats. But before we do, I do want to tell you guys about DraftKings. Kings. Uh, make sure you use the code CHGO to sign up. I'm sorry, Lawrence. I threw you a curveball, and I know you can handle a curveball because you've always been good in the batter's box. Uh, can you believe, Lawrence, that we're this deep into the NFL season? Yes. No, he cannot. <laughs> can you believe I started this ad read with DraftKings and not our guys over at Rays? No, you cannot. We gotta make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on any matchup. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use the code CHGO. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets again for betting just 5 bucks on the NFL only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in West Virginia. Visit www.1800 gambler.net. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. T- terms at Sportsbook Dot draftkings.com football
1: terms. Let's go, Greg. Right, we Look we go. at that. <laughs> driving this ship, baby. Now I have to tell everybody about Ray Chevy. It's now Black we're Friday tell savings you about Ray's. time at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. As one of the top selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. And all month long, you can say big at Ray Chevy during their Black Friday sales event. When you choose from over one, 100 Silverados in stock, the perfect tailgate vehicle, but that's not all Get Zero percent financing with zero dollars down and zero payments until 2024. I know everyone loves the word free, especially me, and that's what you'll get <laughs> this month at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. A free oil change, and all you need to do is mention CHGO when scheduling your oil change. It's a Black Friday offer you don't want to miss, but you have to schedule it. Buy today, November 30th. So go get that in and mention CHGO, and you can buy with confidence with the Ray Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. In many other cases, other dealers will raise the prices on you. When you come into the dealership saying things like, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? And in most cases, the answer will be no, and that's when the other dealers will raise the price on you. Saying the price online included limited rebates that you do not qualify for. Well, Ray, that is not the case. The price you see online is a price you pay with no add ons or hidden fees ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price lower than you see online. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or Ray Chevrolet.com to get your Black Friday savings. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads.
2: That's right. We were over at Ray's here uh, last week with Cole Comet, yep. and that was a lot of fun. They got really good people over there. They do. And good a bunch time. of candy dishes I was <laughs> digging into, Oh, too. I did not
1: get to get any candy. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah,
2: so uh, we got some super chats to get through, um, so we're going to pound through some of those and, and call it a day. Um, and we appreciate everybody tuning in and hitting JL that like with button.
3: three. Let's yeah, go JL. JL. Out with three. bucks. Thank you, JL. We Thank appreciate you.
2: your support, JL. Uh, and he says, $25 super chat. If my restaurant got a Michelin chef but only asked him to cook grilled cheese sandwiches yes, when chef. employees were upset, I would wonder why we weren't maximizing what we had and who was making those decisions. And then he bounces that off with another $25 super chat. JF1 had a coach who was trying to save his job and didn't want to play him, and a man who was hired because he handled, handed A-rod his ayazuka. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. I call it ayazuka. <laughs> being led by a defensive coach that can't CEO a team. He's the recipient of dysfunction. And then he finishes it off with a $15 Super Chat. And we appreciate that, JL. And this isn't to say he can't and shouldn't play better being Justin Fields. But he is the product we see while coaches get to do malpractice and scapegoat him for not following the terrible game plan. And and I agree, JL. I mean, when you yeah. watch the Minnesota game and you look at the numbers, yes, he did fumble the football and those were on him. When it got to crunch time, trying to win the game, you got to hold on to the football. Right. But if you look at the execution of the game plan. He did it. He did not mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, I mean, what was he? 12 for 12 starting out, right? Right. Yeah. And, and he finished with, what was his final passing numbers? It was like 21 to 37. 27 or, to 37.
3: 27 was, to 37. I believe 21 Look. passes at the line of scrimmage are behind.
2: Right. 27. Wow. There it is. The stat guy, Lawrence over yeah. here. a super producer. 27 to 37. You for know. 217 yards. Multiple times where it was multiple screens in a row. Never <laughs> attacking <laughs> the middle of the right. field. Where you Except had for the final play, right? And the Cole Komet, the only good play yeah. call that I liked yeah. was the ten, was the ten. screen, where they used Cole Komet to chip, and then he comes across the middle. I mean, they always say, attack where the blitz is coming from, right? That's and they being. weren't doing that. It felt like so. I agree with JL's assessment there. It might, what's a slant?
0: Because someone tell oh me what a yeah, slant that'd is. be great. Yeah. I, and they so, were they I used mean, to run him in Green Bay when Getz
2: was there at Rodgers, but. Now, I, I haven't really gotten a chance to watch any of the all 22 guys that break it down, you know, like uh, JT O'Sullivan, who's who's right. been in my mentions here messing with me lately. And we appreciate <laughs> JT. He comes in our chat sometimes, too. Tim Jenkins does a great job. We've had him on the show. I haven't had an opportunity to watch anybody because I know there was a couple moments where one in particular where Justin hit the check down to the right to Khalil Herbert and Cole Komet did flash in the middle of the field. and right. was, and mm. was open. was open. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure there were moments, but that's what Minnesota causes you to do that. You know, it's coming. The blitz is coming at you quick. Right. You're right. likely trying to find that guy pre-snap. This yeah. is who I'm going to go to and get the ball out fast. Right. And it does take some mental fortitude to stay in mm. there. Know that you're going to take a lick and get the ball out of your hands. But, at the end of the day Justin won the game. There was a couple times where he flushed out to the left that caused the defense to collapse. He were, you know, threw the ball to Roshan to start the game mm-hmm. and then on the final drive he did a very similar play mm-hmm. to to keep the sticks moving, keep keep the chains moving. So, you know, there are things that Justin Fields can do to elevate your team that aren't a part of the game plan too right, so for sure
0: some of your best quarterbacks some of your best players whether it's quarterback or another position but we're focusing on the quarterback here sometimes they save the coordinator or the head coach or whoever's calling the plays from themselves plenty of times mm-hmm. and, a, and a, a, an, a, an accountable coach will sometimes say that at a press conference <laughs> every now and again you hear Andy Reid be like well you know Patrick Patrick did what Patrick does and you know he really he was able to salvage that but you know Andy Reid has that kind of cachet built up, so he's For more sure. comfortable in his own skin. Nagy was never comfortable in his own skin, you know, and you see that dynamic. I'm going from one to the other, but Nagy came from the from Re- Andy Reid. You know what I'm saying? So there are times yeah. where a quarterback helps you out tremendously yep. because they save you from yourself, and there are also times where your coaching staff should be able to cultivate you and develop you. I.e., what uh, Holmgren did with Brett Favre. Brett Favre was a loose cannon. He's always making him pull their hair out, but Holmgren was able to, you know, corral that because a good coach could do that. Right. And you got a three-time MVP Mm -hmm. during that time period with with Holmgren. Mm -hmm. So you can't really separate them, but you can isolate where issues are and then trying to find a way to, to put it back together. You know what I'm saying? So one without the other, it's hard to do, but you can see at times where, like, this is not working. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or this can work better if this, or that work, why'd you go away from it? Right. Or, you yeah. know? So, so yeah, it, it's, it's one of the, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting all goobly gop here when, as I'm saying this, but it's frustrating. And this is what this iteration of this organization, this coaching staff can do to you at times, because you see where there are successes, mm-hmm. but then you see where they don't follow up. And then you see where your players are struggling. And then you say, well, what are you doing to help them out? And then sometimes their players left out on the Island and it goes back and forth. So, well, yeah. and I, I think the next step for this team
2: is to beat a good team, right? Yeah. You know, Detroit. um, and Detroit's next up at home, had an opportunity to beat them at Detroit for the defense and Justin Fields who have shown some signs here lately. They're Like, okay, you're doing, you're, you're making improvements here and there. Okay. Now beat a good team. Coaching staff, mm-hmm. beat a good team, finish, you know, and, and. Win back-to-back games. You know these are right. these are all things they can check off the box if they all can beat Detroit.
1: And you know what? Listen to your quarterback earlier that week. You guys, Justin Fields said he wants to throw the ball deep. It was his greatest strength, and we did see a one one time on the last last play of the game. Right. You know, like that's the thing that he felt like he does best, and. With how Minnesota plays, you can't obviously do that. But well, maybe if you—I mean, can maybe you, if you scheme it right, you can. But there's
0: such a thing as a—can you move a pocket in this league? Yeah, you, you should be able to. Did we not see that well, ad nauseum when they played the, the Saints? The, the, the mm-hmm. one time they got yeah. in the
2: red zone, and this was put on display a few times on Twitter. I know you were doing some breakdowns too, and so I'm sure you saw this in the film when they got in the red zone and I know Minnesota comes up with some crazy blitzes, but they had Justin Fields roll out to the right and you've got a wide receiver blocking the edge and he couldn't <laughs> hold on to number 44. And Justin just had to throw it out of bounds. Yeah. And it's like, yep. so that scheme, yep. right? Cause like, yeah, Justin yes. couldn't complete the play, but like when you're expecting a, a wide receiver to hold the edge for, him, like, you're not, you're setting the whole team up for failure. Uh, we got a few more super chats to get through. I'll let you take, you can take a couple, Nick, because yeah, you
1: know I stumble through these. So Tim, uh, <laughs> Tim with the super chat was pretty shocked yesterday to see that TJ's having a better year than Roquan. I understand Ro has more leadership qualities, but got to give Polls credit for getting a similar linebacker for a third of the price. They, I mean, what TJ's leading the league in tackles right now. He's playing some great. damn good football. Um, but so is Roquan. Let's not let's not yeah. slight him there. No, but no. he is, uh, you know, a lot cheaper than Roquan Smith is right now.
2: Yeah. Uh, you, you put that one play up, and a few people have highlighted it. Hogan included where he w- goes from one side of the field, follows the motion all the way to the other side, and, and to your point, had to navigate through yeah. some guys too. Right. It wasn't just like sideline to sideline and got the stop on third down. He had to weave through and make Get sure there. that you know his line was as straight as it could be. That's not easy as well.
1: Yeah, and then he gets the interception next play. Uh, another super chat here from Chris Peguero. Has there ever been a head coach that was demoted to a coordinator? <laughs> because if that is possible, then I would like to look into that. <laughs> Not possible because the, the mixing of ideals maybe, but I would look into it I'm, if it's I'm, possible. I'm
2: fairly certain it has happened before. I, I I can't reference it off the top of my head, but I feel like it has happened. Mark Carmen thinks that this is a very th- that that the fluzy flu as he calls him would do this. I I he's don't nice
0: enough guy to go. Yeah, to. he. he like, yeah, said, oh, okay, coach. I defer. Just Let me get just, him out of the building.
3: I'm Sorry, I, if, if you're going to get rid of him from like, there's no need to keep. You
0: don't want his awkwardness. He's in a the fine quarter? defensive
3: coordinator, but you could find someone else to do the same thing. You
0: can't. I mean, again, we talked about it earlier defensive Roster. coordinators they seem to be easier to find per se, you know, the, 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 the dramatic drop off between a defensive coordinator as opposed to what an offensive coordinator does with the team is, is not the same, you know, yeah. it's, 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 a lot lower. I don't
2: know. I get nervous about that, man. I, when we lost Vic Fangio, there was a drop off and I know injuries and stuff come into play and, and it's a complimentary game. So when the offense fell apart with Nagy, the defense fell apart with them, but I did feel like there was a precipitous drop off from Vic Fangio and I missed him when we didn't have him. So now that and this is what I mean, like I said, I would have fired Matt refluse into the sun a long time ago, but <laughs> now that they're starting to turn the corner and I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel of a good defense, I am starting to soften on Matt refluse as a coach and when we talk about continuity of the quarterback and, and keeping things the same and don't switch them up, I
0: think the same should be said for him as well. Oh, no, I wasn't thinking for the quarterback. I, I strictly meant the continuity for the, for the defense. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: Well, <laughs> I, just, I hear fans continuity say that, like, is our next Super uh, yeah, Chat, Braggs. Yeah. Why don't you read this?
2: Stephen D. D. D., look at that. This is what we do. This is a good segue. Steven D., with uh, ten, uh $5 Super Chat, continuity for the sake of continuity is a terrible idea continuity is a
0: reward for success yeah Uh, i don't think it's a terrible idea but i get his point if you're doing it just Mm -hmm. to be doing it that's with anything if i'm just doing it just to be doing it then that's not a good idea emotions but also too and i don't not to go at them you know terms of no, go at him. point but, but but you know you just not, said what
2: i said was a terrible idea so go <laughs> at him <laughs> to,
0: to ignore having what you've built and constructing going forward would be just as 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 uh, problematic you know it can mm-hmm. be just as disastrous because yep. here we've seen it where you know and you can pick an organization where they keep making changes right now look at carolina that owner there keeps changing things around it's if you don't build any kind of continuity, just, at some point you have to draw a line and stand and say, okay, and look at it objectively and say, and then critically, are we actually getting better? Have we gotten better? If so, then let's build on this. And that's building towards continuity. Mm-hmm. If that if you ask those questions and you're seeing where there's fractures or fissures and there's nothing that is being built and you can't see any type of sustainability, then no, don't just keep it together. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for that to to be. So I think
2: one good example of that, that I can come back to on the bears is Mike Martz, as far as something that initially looked like it was a train wreck. And then they started to build continuity. And at one point they were cooking under Mike Martz, And I don't think that's hyperbole. If you it's been a while, it's been about a decade Mm -hmm. since this, has occurred, but I mean, when it started, there was the infamous moment where Jay Culler got sacked like twelve times in one game, and he almost died. And and they called another seven-step drop that the offensive line could not block. And Jay Culler goes, "Tell Mike Martz, fuck you," over the <laughs> over the, the the hot mic on Monday Night Football. Well, then a couple years later, they were cooking, and it was with Earl Bennett, Devin Hester, and Johnny Knox. As the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. and But they had finally started to figure it out a little bit, and then Jay hurts his thumb, right. and that all kind of was the end of that. But that was one moment where I felt like they had started to come together as Lawrence... Gives me the death stare, which inevitably yeah. means it's almost time to go.
3: Uh, it's or, like ten minutes past time to go, but we have two more super chats. Well, so I'll keep going.
2: You know going. what? <laughs> Is Cubs going to be in here? Is that what's going yes, on here? Yes. As ah! I actually
3: <laughs> chatted you multiple times, I but you just don't chat. listen.
2: I'm not reading <laughs> the chat. If you read, if you put it in our live chat, then I'd read it. Oh, that's actually Five dollars super chat. I don't understand giving Flus. If we get Shohei Otani, I'll end the show right now. I don't understand <laughs> giving Flus credit for the D. It's loaded now with sweat minus a three technique poles built it do we really think it'd be worse with a different defensive coordinator i don't know but i just you know i i think that Matty reflux certainly has things turning in the right direction so i'm a little nervous because they they brought in these pieces for this defense Maybe it's easy, maybe it's not to replace that big cram to end it. Four ninety nine super chat. These ad reads are longer than Fields holding on to the ball. But <laughs> well, we got to pay the bills here, big cram. Uh, and I'm Nick's age, and I remember printing out maps for my dad when we traveled. So I don't know. You know, Nick probably just wasn't paying attention in the car when he was a young buck. <laughs> Uh, Maybe it. I don't know. I just don't think you guys are old enough for (laughs) post uh, or (gasps) pre-GPS days. That's right. We got one more ad read, and I promise it will go quick because Nick reads them faster than I do. But we got to pay the bills here, people. Big Cram, you're welcome to pay as much as Goose Island, and then we'll have a Big Cram ad read.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you can (laughs) definitely do that. And, guys, as you know, uh, CHCO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988, and they have an all-time beer roster, Oktoberfest, Beer Hug family 312 wheat ale full pocket pills everyday beer uh, what the brewers are drinking of course and what's your favorite beer right now put it in the chat as we're about to close out this show but you can grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at goose islands original brewer house on Clybourne avenue in lincoln park or from their tap room on fulton street in Westtown. goose island beer company chicago's beer
2: that's right chicago's beer chgo is chicago's place to check out All the great teams here in this city, including the Cubs, CHGO Cubs going to be live here in this very studio in five minutes, and Sarah <laughs> and Lawrence have to put this whole set together before that to show that. actually goes live. So we're going to call it a day. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Please hit the like button on your way out. Thank you, Glenn Morgan, Thank coming you. from NBC mm-hmm. Sports Chicago over here to uh, give us some football expertise. Nick Moriano in studio. We've been missing you here in season. At, yeah, it was nice to have you, uh, but we'll save the pleasantries because Cubs is coming up, so make sure you tune in because we're going to get Shohei Otani while the show is live. Yes, I'm breaking that news, Uh, so I'm excited for that. So, again, hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already. Appreciate all your support. We'll see you tomorrow afternoon with Will DeWitt and the Friday uh, look ahead to Sunday, so I'm excited for that. All right, guys. I drove the ship. It almost crashed, (laughs) but we did it. Thank you, Lawrence, for all the help. Sorry, Sarah, for holding you up. Love you guys. Bear down.
0: Bear down.